Today on Locked on Ducks Hockey, we take our weekly trip down on the farm as the San Diego Gulls take on the Colorado Eagles. Join me on today's Locked on Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, it's time to fly like an eagle. Good early morning, everyone. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and this is Locked on Ducks, your daily podcast covering the Anaheim Ducks. Don't forget, you'll get fresh daily content Monday through Friday about the OC's hockey team normally. And this is different. We used to do this every Thursday, and now it's going to be every Wednesday, I guess for now, that we're going to have Locked on Goals, your weekly look down the I-5 freeway at the San Diego Goals, which is today. San Diego only played one game last weekend, and it was a pretty good game. But before we get into that overtime thriller, you can hear this podcast or any of the shows on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Or you can try looking and asking Siri, hey Siri, play the Locked On Ducks podcast, and hope that works. And if it doesn't, then try typing in manually Locked On Ducks on Apple or Google Podcasts. If you're hearing this already, congratulations, you get to hear my dulcet tones every day. Oh yeah. So, also check the Twitter. We have a Twitter account at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. Let's now head on down the I-5 freeway. Let's go past, let's go past Irvine. Let's go past Irvine Spectrum. Let's go past Oceanside. Let's go past all those fun cities down on the coast and let's arrive at Pechanga Arena. That's in the Midway District in San Diego. So let's check out the mighty San Diego Goals. And the last time we talked about the Goals, you know, they had a couple of good games. They are hovering around 500, just under 500. They're still riding a pretty decent streak coming into last Saturday's game. And that would be Saturday, December 7th, I want to say. San Diego took on the visiting Colorado Eagles. Colorado's coming in with a pretty decent record themselves. Colorado is the farm club of the Colorado Avs. Yeah, see how that works? Colorado, Colorado, hmm. They're only an hour apart. Just like Anaheim and San Diego, they're only a little more than an hour apart. And I'll just say that San Diego came out flatter than a pancake. San Diego had absolutely zero energy on the first few minutes of that game, and it showed because only 23 seconds into the game, Julian Nantel swept across the blue line on the left side, scored a wicked goal to make it 1-0 Colorado very early in the game. Oh, but wait, Colorado wasn't done yet. They once again won a faceoff, took control of the puck right away, and this was not even close. San Diego did get one shot in. They they credited two, but it really should have been one. And Colorado got it right back. And as Eric Condra was coming down, he had a slick pass to Ryan Wagner just across the blue line. And Wagner had a wicked hard shot that ricocheted right off of the goaltender, who on this night was Anthony Stolarz. And poor Stolarz, he was left out to dry there because it was practically a two-on-one break. Wagner, Ryan Wagner, got a great shot, and Jason Megna was there for the juicy rebound just to the left of Stolarz, right down the middle. 
Jason Magna got the easy goal to make it 2-0 Colorado only two minutes into the game. Yeah, the crowd was booing a little bit. They're saying, um, guys, wake the hell up. It's 2-0 two minutes into the game. San Diego really did come out that flat. So what does San Diego do to wake up the crowd? Well, they get in a fight, of course. Corey Trop dropped the gloves against Eric Condra. And Corey Trop really woke everybody up by boarding. Yeah, Corey Trop just boarded the hell out of Condra. Condra didn't like it. He fought Trop. They dropped the gloves. They had some good punches thrown. Corey Trop did get the extra two for boarding, so San Diego went on the penalty kill. Nothing happened there as Colorado really just kind of stood around. They seemed like they were standing pat with that 2 nothing lead. Colorado only got one shot on that power play. And then later on in the period, we had another fight. Yeah, how about Colin Campbell dropping gloves against Max Jones? Max Jones, who was just up with the Anaheim Ducks, just got sent down to San Diego, he got in a scrap with Colin Campbell. What was going on there? Yeah, Max Jones was chirping a lot. I think he really wanted to get under the player's skin, and it worked. Those two fights really woke everybody up. It got the crowd going. It got the players going. You know, sometimes fighting is good. This is a case where fighting Definitely needs to stay in the game, and it helps because it woke everybody up. It brought the goals together. That fight took place just before the horn on the first period. It was 2-0 Colorado at the end of one period, but San Diego was beginning to gain some momentum. San Diego started to shoot the hell out of the puck. In fact, they outshot Colorado 14-9, most of those shots coming towards the end of the first period. So you can see that San Diego is starting to gain some steam. And in the second period, Antoine Moran got his second goal of the season with Chase and Daniel Sprong getting the helpers there to make it 2-1. to one. And then right at the end of the second period, Devin Cedaroff scored a goal with just 16 seconds left in the second period to tie the game up at two goals apiece. That was a pretty nice goal there too. It was from behind the net, Jacob Larson. Yes, Jacob Larson, who was up with Anaheim. He had a nice, filthy pass to Cedaroff to make it 2-2. Two two. But hold the phone. They're not done yet. San Diego scores another goal to make it 3-2. And this one was a nice goal by San Diego. Chase DeLeo won the faceoff clean. Daniel Sprong got it just behind DeLeo who passed it to Patrick Seeloff, and Seeloff got the goal to put the San Diego up 3-2. to two, And that was a clean, clean face-off win by Chase DeLeo. Give him a lot of credit there because, you know, sometimes winning those key face-offs are going to be very important. Chase DeLeo is very good in the face-off circle. There's a reason that he is as highly touted as he is. Chase DeLeo is one of those players that... He's reliable, kind of like, I don't know, the elite 1C, Derek Grant. Derek Grant wins more than half of his faceoffs. I think Grant is about 56, 57% faceoffs. Chase DeLeo's right there. I know they don't track it on the AHL, but looking at most of his games, Chase DeLeo wins close to 55 to 60% of his faceoffs. He's very reliable. And that's just one case where the importance of getting control and 
gaining that puck right there. That's what gave San Diego the 3-2 lead, but they didn't hold the lead for long because Colorado was about to pull their goalie and, you know, they didn't get to, but they still got the game-tying goal anyway. With just over two minutes left, Shane Bowers got the game-tying goal with A.J. Greer and Michael Jolly getting assists to make it 3-3, and that would send the game into overtime. So what would happen in overtime there? Well, Jacob Larson had a very filthy, very sick play. It was a deke-deke, you know, a little bit of stick handle there, moved the puck to the right, to the left, back to the right, scored the game-winning overtime goal. Jacob Larson, yes, that Jacob Larson, he would give the goals the 4-3 victory in front in front of a big crowd at Pachanga Arena. There was over 7,000 there. And give the assists to Alex Broadhurst and Yanni Hockenpah. And Jacob Larson, his first goal as a San Diego goal. And a big win. They outshot Colorado 44-32 in this game. Aside from the first maybe 15 minutes of this game, San Diego pretty much dominated puck possession. I mean, Colorado had one of their best first periods of the season. I mean, Colorado looked good. San Diego came out flat. You know, they almost played a complete 60, if not for being on snooze for the first couple of minutes. San Diego would have won that game going away, just like they did against Tucson recently. Just like that nine-goal outburst they had. You know, San Diego is capable of playing a 60-minute game. This one, they only needed to play about 45 minutes. I'll just say that right now, being honest. They played 45 minutes of high-quality hockey and eked out an overtime win, which does put San Diego back at 500. Much more to come after the first intermission. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason, J.D. Hernandez, and we're going to talk about some upcoming games for the San Diego Gulls. As I mentioned, they played only one game in the past week, and that was the game that I just talked about. And a little bit more about that game, it was a very clear 7,000 fans. This isn't 7,000 announced and only 5,000 show up. San Diego is one of those teams that the fans do show up. They show up in huge numbers. And if it says 7,200, then there's at least 6,800 there. In other words, there's not many seats that go unused as far as the goals. So great job for the fans coming out and having their chance and doing their thing. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. We have four games this coming week against two opponents. The first game I'm going to preview is tonight against the Grand Rapids Griffins. Now, why is this important? The last time that the Grand Rapids Griffins came to San Diego Sports Arena, then known as the Valley View Casino Sports Arena, or whatever it was called back then, that was the first ever game for this incarnation of the San Diego Gulls. When San Diego joined the AHL back in 2015, 
That was the first game. I'll talk more about that in the final segment. But the next game after that, they have a two-game road trip at Colorado. Yes, the Goals just beat the Eagles. Now they're going to face them twice this coming weekend. And here's how the schedule looks. Friday, December 11th, at home against the Griffins. Then, December 13th and 14th, they travel to Colorado to face the Eagles twice in two days. The game on the 13th, Friday, will be a 7 o'clock local start And same with Saturday, also a 7 o'clock local start. So be on the lookout for that. And then San Diego comes home and they play the Grand Rapids Griffins yet again. This is a Tuesday night game, December 17th. Oh, by the way, that is also a televised game in San Diego. That game will be on... Fox 5, San Diego. Once again, that is Tuesday night, December 17th, 7 o'clock start time against the Griffins. And by the way, there are two games after that the following week. Just to give you the rest of the schedule, they play the 20th against the San Jose Barracuda. And then it is going to be Winter Wonderland night on December 21st against the Stockton Heat. But let's focus on the next games. Grand Rapids are led by, I would say, Calvin Pickard is their main goalie. He has not had the best of seasons. In fact, he is 7-7-3-1. He's got a goals against of about three goals a game. His save percentage is exactly 90%. And this is the same Calvin Pickard that has jumped around the AHL and the NHL. He's a former goalie for the Red Wings. He spent some time with Arizona. He was the former goalie for the Philly Flyers. Yeah, he had some time with the Philadelphia Flyers. He also had some time with the Maple Leafs, the Colorado Avalanche, just to name a few teams. He was with the Lake Erie Monsters for a long while before settling in. Well, he hasn't really settled in anywhere. He's traveled everywhere. He's one of those goalies that goes from team to team, not really finding footing, not really finding a home yet. But Calvin Pickard is still around, and he is still playing. Uh, The Griffins are led by Chris Terry, who has 27 points in 25 games. That's about it. It's Chris Terry and Matt Pemple, and that's about it. The rest of the scoring doesn't really come from a lot of places. Uh, The Griffins do have the third most goals allowed in the American Hockey League, third only to the Bridgeport Sounds Tigers, And the Texas Stars, Grand Rapids has allowed 89 goals. They have one of the worst defenses in the entire AHL. Their record right now stands at 9-13-3. A safe percentage way down there. Grand Rapids is struggling mightily. In fact, they have not won a game in their last seven tries. Grand Rapids is hoping to break that streak, but they are struggling mightily. In fact, they were kind of lucky to go into overtime just uh, recently. So Grand Rapids looking to at least scratch a point or two at San Diego. After the intermission, we'll talk about the first week of the San Diego goals in the American Hockey League. Stay locked in. And finally, we'll end on a lighter note. I mentioned before that this was the first time that the Grand Rapids Griffins 
has come to the arena in San Diego since the inaugural season. In fact, let's go back to the first ever AHL game for the San Diego Goals. That took place Saturday, October 10th, 2015. This was the current reincarnation of the San Diego Goals. Their first ever game at what was then known as Valley View Casino Center Arena or just whatever long name they had back then. But it was Valley View. Over 13,000 fans packed the arena for the first ever game there and they were treated to something very special. I should also point something out later. This was the first and only game where San Diego didn't have any banners up. I'll explain that in a second. On this first game, guess who scored the first goal for San Diego? If you guessed Nick Ritchie, you'd be correct. Yes, Nick Ritchie scored the first ever AHL goal for San Diego, and that came on a power play. And who gave the assist on that one? Shea Theodore and Mike Scarbosa. Guess who else scored in that game? Brandon Montour scored. Um, Antoine Lagunier scored. And Nick Ritchie scored another one. So Nick Ritchie scored two goals in his San Diego debut in their first ever game. And the fans were treated to a 4-2 victory for the goals. And just a few things about that game that I can recall. Right now, San Diego has their current goal horn, which is kind of faint. Back in the first season, they adopted the goal horn that was similar to the Anaheim Ducks. It was a very loud, bellowing, deep horn. And that thing didn't echo as much as it does in Anaheim, but it used to echo quite a bit at that old barn. So, I mean, it was a very good environment, kind of a weird environment compared to how it is now you didn't have any of the chance you didn't have a lot of the typical fans that you do now you know you don't have a lot of the I guess camaraderie you know it was a brand new team there was a lot of fans there that didn't really know how to react and that was throughout that entire first season where I mean the fans you know this is new to them they haven't had hockey there at this level in a long long time so it was still new to a lot of people. Oh, by the way, some other names on that first game for San Diego. Corbinian Holzer, he was a goal. So was Max Freeberg, remember him? And also, current duck, Andra Kasha. Andra Kasha spent that entire season down in San Diego. Uh, he eventually got called up the following season, but Kasha was there for... Almost the entire 2015-2016 season only had a handful of games up in Anaheim. But Kasha made a very long playoff run that year, which got upended by the Ontario Reign because Kasha could not get anything past Peter Budai. And Nick Ritchie, of course, he scored two goals there. Guess who was the starting goalie for that first game at San Diego? Yeah, John Gibson current Anaheim Ducks goalie John Gibson was the first player to get a victory for the San Diego goals he saw 34 shots he saved 32 of them so that's where John Gibson is in the record books for San Diego oh by the way guess who was the coach for the goals yeah current Anaheim coach Dallas Eakins and I mentioned before that that was the first and only game where San Diego did not have any banners up. That's because on the following game, 
That took place on October 16th against the Bakersfield Condors. The San Diego Goals honored Willie O'Ree. This was Willie O'Ree's 80th birthday celebration. And San Diego did something extremely special. They gave him the red carpet treatment by far. They honored him by raising Willie O'Ree's number 20 jersey to the rafters during that pregame ceremony that got everybody going crazy. And here's an here's a classic quote from four years ago from Willie O'Ree. Quote, I'm thrilled to celebrate my 80th birthday with the new San Diego Goals and hockey fans in San Diego. I'm proud and thankful that the club has chosen to honor me during its inaugural AHL season. This organization has proven time and time again its commitment to becoming deeply ingrained in this community, including and beyond the 34 home game dates. End quote. The Goals are one of those teams that have really been ingrained in their community they go out there, they do all kinds of events, especially around the holidays. You're going to see more and more events that the Goals are going to take place in, especially now that they have a bunch of home games coming up. Uh, after they come back from Colorado, they have a three-game homestand before Christmas, and even the, quote, road game after that is just up the street in Ontario. So once they get back from Colorado, they've pretty much got two weeks at home. So you're going to see some events. You're going to see some great hockey being played down in Southern California. So check out a game at San Diego. As I mentioned last time, the food there is amazing. Got to go check out a game down there. And that's a great place to end it. So I think we're going to do it for today. You can download today's podcast or any of the previous episodes on the Locked On Podcast Network via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Also, please make sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or follow me personally at StimpyJD. Once again, you can follow me personally at StimpyJD. And if you follow the Twitter accounts, you'll always see some updates on hockey, the Ducks, etc. And I really want to thank everyone for listening. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. If you want to chat hockey with me, hit me up on Twitter or email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. For Locked On Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. I'll see you at the rink and stay classy, San Diego, and stay frosty, San Diego. Mm-hmm.